When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hi, this is James Mercer from The Shins. This is Shirley Manson. This is Low Tallest, co-founder of The Cure. This is Huey Lewis giving you the story behind the song. The story behind the song is back with an exciting second season. We peel back the layers on music's most iconic hits with legendary artists like The Killers, Heart, The B-52s, Violent Femmes, Jewel, Huey Lewis, Modern English, and more. To keep the music flowing, we'll be sprinkling in classic episodes from our archives between each new one. So check out the story behind the song wherever you get your podcast. So you want to be a rock and roll star? No? Well, how about a podcast star? Well, as it turns out, there's a new all-in-one platform just for you. It's called Anchor, and it's the easiest way to make a podcast. And check this out. It's free. There's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer, and then Anchor will distribute the podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify and Apple Podcasts and, you know, everywhere else in, uh, in podcast land. And what's even better, you can actually make money from your podcast. Go figure. Uh, no minimum listenership on that. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. So go ahead, download the free Anchor app right now or go to anchor.fm to get started. So what are you waiting for? Podcast stardom is within your reach. Are you ready for season three of Discography? Yeah! We're jumping into the deep end of The Who. Not only will we go through every Studio Who album in great detail, but their story is often told between albums, so we'll be touching on non-album singles, the solo works of Keith Moon, John Entwistle, Roger Daltrey, and Pete Townsend, and some of the events that would make a record begin as a concept and land as something that would universally change the world. Discography returns to Consequence Podcast Network in January of 2019. Until then, be lucky. Consequence Podcast Network. Hey, welcome to another edition of Kyle Meredith with. It's an audio interview series presented by WFPK Independent Louisville at WFPK.org, Consequence of Sound and the Consequence Podcast Network. So this is the part where I would tell you, hey, if you're not a subscriber to the series already, please do hit that subscribe button before we get started right here. You can subscribe anywhere that you can get anything in the world of the Internet. Uh, that includes uh, Podcast Land, iTunes, Apple Podcasts. Uh, you can subscribe on Spotify and YouTube as well, uh, anywhere that you're listening from right now. I'm Kyle Meredith. Today, my guest, Fontaine's D.C., I'll be talking with Carlos O'Connell, founding guitarist, about their debut album, Dogro, and how so much of it is steeped in a sense of place. It's, in a way, almost like a love letter to Dublin, but, but as I project on him, it sounds like, you know, it's also uh, an album about trying to save Dublin from itself. He'll talk about exactly what that means. We'll also get to some history on the band. They met back in college, got together uh, as a rock and roll band, and, and found their taste changing very quickly. And as we hear now, they've got a great knack of marrying poetry and post-punk. We'll hear about making the video to Big, which stars a, a, a kid in place of the band. A little backstory on one of my favorite songs of the year, Boys in the Better Land. 
and some of their influences. There are two bands he puts together that uh, I, I wouldn't have exactly have guessed. Have fun with this one. It's Kyle Meredith with Fontaine's DC. Hey, man. How are you? I got to tell you, this this record, uh, it's one of the most exciting records that I have heard at least this year, and maybe even longer than that. And I think you're getting those accolades a lot. Congratulations on that. Thank you very much. Uh, I, I know, especially over here, you know, a lot of us are still, you know, figuring out who you all are and everything. The story goes that you all met, like most of you all met while in school, right? Yeah, we all met in college. Yeah, that's it. That's right. We're all yeah. from different parts, and we went to Dublin. Um, met in college. Yeah, it was a music college, kind of like. I was thinking, like, in an age where it feels like such an institution pumps out sound alikes for competition shows. Uh, I don't know. Did you all ever feel like that was being forced on you to to take music in a certain direction from what you were learning? Yeah, I mean, absolutely. Like, it was like, you know, as anything, like, it's a what is a degree in music? You know what I mean? Like, I mean, how can you like really like you can study music, you can really teach it though. And it's just like, I, I guess there was a lot of things that were trying to like, you know, we were like lectures and different modules, you'd have to like do all these things that we just rejected, you know, and it was a way, it kind of like the perspective was almost that like music is better if it's complex and, you know, all this kind of stuff and all this kind of like theoretical anal- analysis of, you know, lyrical content and con- content and stuff like that, that we just didn't really agree with, you know, so I think that really just, you know, we, we reacted against that by uh, turning to simpler kind of music that just, that is actually good, which is rock and roll, you know, and kind of like try to ignore all the other stuff that just, to be honest, was just pretentious bullshit. How long did it take for you all then to, um, to find the sound, did it, for the sound to come together? I mean, it, it um, sounds so fully realized. Yeah. Well, I, I mean, I guess the start of it was very much a kind of rock and roll that was like Buddy Holly and Ramones. And uh, we, we, you know, we, we, we really did uh, milk that. And we wrote a lot of songs and the same chords and all this kind of stuff. We were just playing rock and roll, you know. We were just a straight-up rock and roll band. And uh, I guess it, get, it gets to a point when you do that that... Uh, that you get a bit bored of the simpler form and, and then you, you start pushing those boundaries but like because you've done it so much you can't ignore everything you've learned from it you know so the rock and roll element I think is still there but it's just kind of like sonically things are pushed well, a lot of one of the things that a lot of us grab onto, uh, of course, is also the poetic side uh, of the band. It, w- was it ever a challenge to marry that type of lyricism to to the music? I think it came, you know, at the same time when, you know, we were, as we said before, it was, you know, way more rock and roll, way more like, you know, I guess like it was like what we were like really looking at was the idea of a, of a song and its form and stuff, you know, and a melody. And, and then after a while of doing that and by having like been writing poetry all together and collectively and, and made that kind of like the most like exciting part of our lives, I think Graham found a way of, of putting his lyrics onto a song without having to marry them to a melody the same way that he was doing before because his lyrics just became suddenly became poetry, you know, they didn't need that melody. And that I think that happened at the same time that we were pushing the musical boundaries and like the sonic boundaries as well, you know. It kinda happened that the, the lyrics stopped lost that uh chain to to melody and then the music got pushed a bit more to a more experimental slightly experimental sound i guess yeah you know it's it's interesting because uh, a lyricist will tell you a lot of times uh that that you know lyrics are like poetry but when you when you meet a poet 
they will say it's very different from writing lyrics and, and it's a it's yeah it is yeah. yeah it's a hell of a trick to actually make it work i guess yeah absolutely i mean i guess it's like you know if you're putting poetry to to a song you really like you're not going to be able to like to have a melody that like makes absolute sense in a song setting but you, i mean if you accept that then uh, you know you can do it now a lot of the you know lyrics and poetry on this record i mean it, it deals with your sense of place and surroundings i mean Finding a band that that pays such a tribute to where they're from is is a bit more rare these days when scenes have sort of disappeared around the world, you know. But but Ireland seems like it's very important for you all to talk about right now. It uh, is, yeah. Why is that? I think you have to really like, you know. I mean, I think you can live two ways. You can live ignoring everything that's going on around you, and uh, you can just actually take it in. And then when you take it in, you're going to realize there's a lot of things around you that that are inspiring and that are like, you know. It will fill you with uh, ambition and it will fill you with love for where you're from. And, and then there's a lot of things that, you know, you're going to see that are hard to just take in. You know, there's a lot of uh, struggles. You know, there's a lot of struggle around you and anywhere you are. So I think uh, to be able to, like, live in that, like, love for Dublin that we had, you, you also had to, like, accept what what's wrong with it you know and and you kind of have to like on whatever way we do that is what we wrote about it i guess but uh yeah that's i mean you know it's a place we've like all just learned a lot in and we just like i guess wanted to not lie about what's around us is it fair is it a fair assessment to say that you know this is themes of trying to save it from itself I mean, in a way, I guess it's like, you know, Dublin has gone through, like, as it seems like every city in the world has gone through, you know, it's gone, it's it's kind of like, there's a lot, a lot of money being pumped in, pushed into it, there's like, you know, a lot of construction going on, there's a lot of uh, gentrification going on, and, and I mean, prices are just going up and up, and, and it's just all, in, in Ireland specifically, it just seems like in Dublin, there's this, like, you know, disposable tourist tourism industry that uh, the government seems to, you know, I'm, I'm sure it brings a lot of money to the country, but it's just like, it's putting the citizens, you know, the people that actually live in Dublin are, are suddenly like not as important as the tourists that come in and spend more money daily than people people living there, you know. So a lot of places are being locked down and hotels are being built and with all those places being locked down, there's a lot of like, I guess, like venues and, and you know, a lot of like cultural landmarks that are just disappearing for the sake of this disposable tourism that it's just going to have no purpose in, in a while when all the culture is gone, you know? Yeah, so I mean, I mean that that's something that's going on and we just don't want to, you know, it seems almost like the, the spirit and the personality of the city is being crushed by uh, tourism. As, as remembering... Um... Uh, ben Gibbard from Death Cab for Cutie talking about sort of a similar thing because, of course, he's from Seattle. And, he, you know, yeah. he started writing about when all the neighborhoods start changing around you. It's almost like you had left for 10 years sometimes when you're gone yeah, for yeah. two weeks, you know. Yeah, 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 absolutely. I think we, we, we like to, you know, we, we definitely romanticize the city that we live in, which is something that we do. But it is, you know, it is because of those ways. It is kind of like pretty horrible to see the place is disappearing the, the album ends though with a with dublin city sky i mean is this uh is this your all's crack at a sort of a, a traditional irish folk song well i mean that's you know traditional music is something that we that we all love you know we love and you know and, and, and bands like the dubliners we love their songs you know we love the i mean we just love the music and the, the lyrics and, and everything about it you know so I mean that's any kind of music that we love we're always going to try and create because that's that's what we do I mean that's the most important thing we do I think and so we just you know we write songs like that and and that was one of the songs I was knocking around and it seemed fitting to put it in the album and and 
we just had to decide that anything that we write is is, is okay to put on an album because you know it doesn't have to follow any sort of like trend or you know any sort of sound. I love it. It's it's even though it's different from the other songs, it's you know one of my favorite yeah. tracks out there right now. Um, Thanks, man. Yeah, yeah. the um, video for Big, of course. It, it, I mean, it's it's great, and and to watch that kid, you know, kind of march around the town anyway, in, in the way that he does. Yeah. Do you have a sense of what that song means to him? Uh, maybe if it's different than what it means to you all. You know, I think that. He probably like there was probably a lot of words that he had to say in that video that he couldn't even pronounce. Like, so I think he's probably just taken. I mean, that kind of like sense, you know, huge sense of ambition that he's going to do something with his life. I mean, I can't imagine a you know someone that young looking at it in any other way than that. But uh, I mean, it's a, you know, it's it's a song that has for you know it's written for whatever from whatever point of view and and it says whatever perspective anyone else has on that song you know so i mean what what does it mean to you i guess i sort of want to see it through his eyes and maybe that's you know the yeah. power of a music video right there like i remember the stuff you're talking about i mean i'm not I'm not an old man by any stretch of the you know word but uh, but at the same time it's sort of an opportunity to fill that moment again where cynicism and realism isn't just weighing you down on a daily basis. Yeah. <laughs> it yeah, sounds yeah. horrible. Uh, but, oh, that's uh, pretty good, yeah. I like that. And, and then you, you we're playing Boys in the Better Land here. It's a huge single oh. for us here at WFPK. Um, nice. That was originally a B-side, right? I mean, it was on the album, or going to be on the album, but it wasn't It wasn't like like an automatic A-side for you all. No, I mean, when we, we... To be honest, it was like we released it, when was it, 2018? Yeah, 2018, and we released it with Checklist Reckless. And Boys in Berlin, well, we did a double A side, but like whenever you do double A side, one song always has more, gets more attention. And uh, to be honest, Boys was the one that was written first of those two. And that was going to be the single we wanted to put out. And then we're trying to find a B side for it. And then we, we wrote Checklist Reckless just kind of like five days before we went into the studio to, to record Boys. And uh, we loved it. So we were like, oh, let's make it a double A side. And then. Then what happened is that in that release, everyone seemed to ignore boys and just latch on to checklists. So it's kind of like their songs. I mean, they're just both kind of like every every them is the same. And it didn't get. I don't think it got as much attention at the in the first release that we did, like when we released it on our own. Yeah. But it's good to see it now doing its thing. Getting second life. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I think the recording as well. You know, the album recording is makes a huge difference. I think it's just a lot more alive and. The other recording, I think, is a bit, just a bit heavy or something. Not heavy in the sense of like heavy metal, but like heavy in the sense of weight, and it drags. It's immediacy. I mean, it's it's exciting, and and that's one yeah. of my favorite things about it. It's an exciting song, and not yeah, every yeah. song reaches that. There's there's the occasional surf sound in, in some of these songs. Does that come from anywhere for you all, or is that um, just coincidental? Yeah, I mean, we're all huge fans of the Beach Boys. I think the Beach Boys and the Velvet Underground are probably the two. The two main bands. Not not too yeah. automatically put together. It's really made for a, a great little record here. And, and I can compliment so many songs. I mean, television screens become a favorite as well. But it, Thanks, man. it just seems like, I don't know, it doesn't seem like you guys are boxed in by a sound at all, especially when you get a few of those things going on here. Do you get a sense of where you want to go from this? Did, has um, your taste already anywhere. started changing? We just want to go anywhere. Well, we want to, that's what we want. You know, we're just... There's too much to write, you know, and there's too much to load that uh, white box yourself off. Yeah. So we wrote a record that we love as it is, and when it was done, we realized this record allows us to go anywhere now because 
you can't actually say anything to us if we decided to write a traditional Irish album. Because, I mean, we've given you a bit of that. So I think, uh, yeah, we just want to go anywhere with it. Well, I'm definitely a fan right here from the start. So um, please keep it coming. We will do. I mean, that's all we want to do. Yeah. That's all, all we really want to do. Well, Carlos, thank you so much for taking the time again today. I, I really, really appreciate it. Yeah, no, thank you for calling. And uh, we'll yeah. see you around there. Yeah, for sure, man. Thank you very much. All right, take care. See you. Bye-bye. Bye. And thanks again to Carlos O'Connell. Fontaine's DC, the debut album Doggerel, is out now. Hey, I do hope you'll subscribe to the series before you get out of here. Uh, iTunes, Apple Podcasts, uh, please do uh, leave a, a review and a rating if you can. You can also subscribe on YouTube or Spotify as well. After that, WFPK.org. That's where you'll find me every Monday through Thursday from noon to 3 Eastern, where you can also find some bonus episodes of this series. Consequenceofsound.net has your music and film news. You can also find me at Twitter at Kyle Meredith and Facebook slash Kyle Meredith. And that does it for another edition I'm Kyle Meredith. I'll see you next time. Consequence Podcast Network. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.